Let's look at the story of what happened to Moshe Rabbeinu in this week's parasha. And last. Moshe Rabbeinu, as we see in Vashar Shmois, wasn't really willing to go to Mitzrayim and redeem the Jewish people. It took Hashem seven days to convince him of arguments and counter-arguments until in the end Moshe was forced to go. And Hashem told him, I'm going to be with you and you're going to be the one to bring about the Geulah. You're going to be the one to redeem the Jewish people from Mitzrayim. And Moshe goes and Moshe comes to Mitzrayim and he presents himself to the elders of Ka Yisrael, the Zikna Yisrael and he's accepted. It says that people bow down, they heard that Hashem had sent Moshe to redeem them. And then Moshe and Aaron together, they go to Parai. And they come as the agents of Hashem, the messengers who were there to give Parai their message. Koyamar Hashem. Hashem has given you a decree. Shalach Esami. Send my people out that they can serve me. And Parai's answer was crashing in the extreme. First Parai says, I don't know who Hashem is. And I don't believe you're his messengers. And not only that, if the people have so much time to believe that they're going to be redeemed, I'm going to double their workload. Pharaoh takes away the straw, but he insists that they keep up the same production of bricks. And if the Jewish suffering until now had been terrible, now it became extreme. And the Pasuk says that the taskmasters appointed over the Jewish people, they came to complain to Pari, why have you made life more difficult for us? We aren't able to keep up with the work. And Pari's response to them is, you must be lazy if you think you have time to go sacrifice to Hashem. In other words, laying the blame for the increased workload, the more intense slavery, directly on the head of Moshe and Aaron. And the Pasuk tells us at the end of Shemos that Moshe and Aaron meet the Shaitre B'nai Yisrael when they're leaving Paro. And what do the Shaitre B'nai Yisrael say to them? They say, Yerah Hashem Aleichem V'yishpot. Hashem should see what you've done to us and judge you. You put a sword in Paro's hand to kill us. You've made things worse for us. A far cry from the original reaction Klai Yisrael had that Moshe was going to be the Redeemer, they now saw Moshe as the cause of their problems. They now saw Moshe as the one who had made things worse for them. And Moshe goes back to Hashem. Hashem, I failed. I came to redeem the Jewish people, but Umeaz Bati al from the time I came to Paro, he just made things worse. And there was no redemption. And the question he asks, why did you send me? And Hashem's answered him, in the end of Pasha Shmos, now you will see what I'm going to do to Paro. But the question remains a question. Why was it necessary for Moshe, after having been convinced that he was going to be the one to redeem the Jewish people, having come to the Jewish people and so to speak successfully being accepted by them 
was it necessary to have the incident with Pyre where Pyre completely rejected out of hand what Moshe had to say. Not only that, he made things so much worse for the Jewish people. So much so that the Jewish people themselves lost their faith in Moshe. And we see again in the beginning of Moshe's Ve'era, when Moshe comes to relay to them the message that Hashem had given, that he was going to redeem them and bring them to Eretz Yisrael, Ve'loi Shamuel Moshe. They didn't listen to him. So to speak, Moshe lost his credibility. Why was that necessary? Chazal, the Midrash says it even more. The Midrash says that there was a six-month period where Moshe went back to Midian. He came, he saw that he wasn't accepted and he went back to Midian until Hashem came to him again and sent him back to Mitzrayim. And for those months when Moshe had gone to Midian, so what were Klai Yisrael left thinking? Klai Yisrael were left thinking, what a tragedy that Moshe came. It just made things worse and we don't see any Gola on the horizon. Why was this process necessary? Why did Moshe have to be subject, so to speak, to that public embarrassment? That Klai Yisrael should all lose trust in him. And the answer, Rabbi say, is a tremendous insight which we need to know. And we need to know because the same scene is going to replay itself again by Hashem when Mashiach comes like we're going to see. The Midrash says that Mashiach will be miskale, will be revealed, and he will come as the one who's meant to redeem the Jewish people from the goddess we're in right now. And then Mashiach will be miskase. We will disappear again. Various Midrashim give different time limits how long it will be. Six months also, or maybe it will be more than that, nine months. And then the Navi says there will be more Tsaris. Possibly the worst Tsaris that the Jewish people ever faced since they became a nation. And then Mashiach will come back again. And the same thing. Why is it necessary for the Mashiach to come, reveal himself, so to speak, excite the, the hopes of Klai Yisrael, and then there also, he will disappear again. And the conditions which the Jewish people will be in at the time will only get worse. Why is it necessary? There's a story told about Rav Khan Vassman. Rav Vassman traveled to America in 1938 to raise money for his yeshiva. And the story is told that when he was there, he was asked a question. The Mishnah, the final Mishnah in Saita, discusses what will be in the door before Mashiach comes. And the Mishnah gives a long list of various tragedies or difficulties which will beset the Jewish people. And the Mishnah says that there will be war and the, the Gvul will be destroyed and the people will wander around without places to live. And we have no one to rely on except for Hashem. And then the Mishnah gives another list. There will be hunger, 
there'll be inflation, the government will collapse, base of value is nus, and then again, and then the mission has more things to say. There'll be in, internal family discord. And then again, so the question Rabbi Khanan was asked was why does the mission need to keep breaking up the list with the same refrain? We have no interaction except for Hashem. Give the whole list together and at the end one can bring this line that we have no interaction except for Hashem. And Rabbi Khanan answered with an important principle. Rabbi Khanan answered, the conditions which are necessary to bring the Gaula are not the Tzaras, are not the difficulties. It's not the war of Gog and Magog or the ensuing hunger, famine, which will be there. What's necessary to bring Mashiach is only one thing, and that is that Kla Yisrael come to the recognition that we have nothing else to rely on. And what the mission is saying is how much is it going to take the Jewish people to come to that conclusion? How many difficulties do they need to experience? How many tzaras do we need to go through in order to come to that maskana? To come to that understanding? And if the first list will be enough and we'll come to the maskana then Mashiach can come. And if the first list isn't enough, and we will experience all the misfortunes that the Mishnah delineates, and we still won't have come to that lesson, and that message still won't be clear to us, then we'll start the second list. And if the second list will bring, be enough to bring us to the understanding that we have nothing to rely except for Hashem, then Mashiach can come. And if not, we're going to go on to the third. And the Taurus will increase. And the intensity will get more. And the difficulties will continue until Christ shall learn that lesson. Because the lesson which we need to learn in order to bring Mashiach is to rely on Hashem. Not only to rely on Hashem, to know there's nothing else to rely on. To know there's nothing else to rely on. And I don't believe this is the Chilish of Rabbi Khanan. It's Mufurish in the Pasuk. Pasha Sazinu tells us the history of the Jewish people. Pasha Sazinu has told us accurately what's going to happen throughout Jewish history until the time of Mashiach. And everything is brought in the terms of what's going to happen except for one pasuk where Hashem turns to us, the readers, the listeners, Klal Yisrael, and tells us what's expected for us to do. And the pasuk there says, See now, Hashem says, I am the only one. Ani Amis Vachaya. Mukhatsti Vani Erpo. The Aimi Yodi Matsil. See now and recognize there's no other power besides Hashem. Who causes life, who causes death, who brings success, who brings punishments. And when Christ shall come to that recognition, Kiani Anihu, that there's nothing besides Hashem, then the story of Hazinu continues with the redemption.
And the next pasuk, Hashem makes a promise that He lives forever, and He makes a promise that He's going to redeem Klal Yisrael. I heard many times, That's the stage of the Shira we're holding by. Hashem is waiting for us to come to that recognition. Notice and understand that HaKadosh Baruch is in control. As long as people haven't yet seen that, haven't yet understood that, then they're still not ready, they're still not able to welcome in the Goda. And it's a process in the world. When there are people, institutions, countries, organizations that Klai Yisrael rely on as being powerful, as being pro-Jews, as being our allies, as being our supporters, then that level of trust takes away from our reliance on Hashem. We believe we have a president, a king, a country, an organization, the world, whatever it's going to be, who's supporting us, then to the amount we're relying on them, we're not relying on Hashem. And therefore, all those sources of reliance, all the things we thought we were had to protect us have to fall away, have to get taken away, so that we can return our emunah to where it belongs, to Hashem Himself. And it's not just outside in things, it's not just foreign countries. This was the problem with Moshe Rabbeinu Himself. When Moshe Rabbeinu came and presented himself as the Redeemer, I've been sent by Hashem to redeem you. Klai Yisrael was overjoyed. Klai Yisrael was looking forward to being redeemed, but there's a certain amount of trust they put in Moshe. Moshe is the Redeemer. He's going to look after us. And if that was the case, Moshe had to be unsuccessful. If that was the case, that reliance on a person, even if the person is the Redeemer Hashem sent, interferes with reliance on Hashem. And therefore it had to bring to the stage where Moshe wasn't successful. And he had to go to Pyro, and Pyro had to reject outright what Moshe said. And Klaeser were left with the feeling that Moshe wasn't able to redeem us. He just made things worse. And if that's the case, then what do Klaeser have to rely on? Where did they turn to? Back to Hashem. And that's what Hashem tells Moshe. Now you're going to be successful. Now you're going to see what I'm going to do to Pyro. Yes, you were meant to be the messenger and you are the one chosen to bring about the redemption. But there had to be the stage where Klaishal would not learn not to trust you but to trust Hashem. And now that you've tried and Klaishal have learned Moshe can't bring about the redemption. And it goes back to Hashem again. Good. Now, they can see Moshe as the messenger. Moshe is Evid. But the source of redemption is Hashem. We find another concept. Story in the Torah, we can explain in the same vein. The first time, Klai Yisrael didn't have water. 
Hashem tells Moshe to go and to hit the rock. And it brought forth water. And as long as Miriam was alive for 39 years in the Midbar, that water continued to flow. When Miriam died, the water stopped. And in the last year of the Midbar, Klai Yisrael come back to Moshe again. We have nothing to drink. And once again, Hashem tells Moshe, go find the rock. But this time, speak to the rock, don't hit it. And Moshe made the mistake, he hit the rock. Like he was told to the first time. And this time it cost him going into Eretz Yisrael. Hashem said, because you hit the rock, you're not going to be allowed into Eretz Yisrael. What was the difference? Why the first time was Moshe instructed to hit the rock? And the second time he was punished for doing that. And we can give the same answer. The first time, the Jewish people who needed water were the Jewish people who came out of Mitzrayim. They already saw from the story of Mitzrayim that Moshe was Hashem's messenger. They already learned the lesson. And they didn't give credit to Moshe himself. That Moshe is going to do miracles. He's coming as Hashem's messenger. And if that's the case, hitting the rock is as Hashem's messenger. So they realize the water is coming from Hashem. But the second time, 40 years later, the Klai Yisrael who were then alive were the children, the next generation. And for them, they came to Moshe to give us water. If Moshe would hit the rock and bring water, it looks like it's Moshe's doing. That he brought water. Hashem said, speak to the rock. Instruct the rock. And why? Because Klai will learn that the rock brings forth water because Hashem wants it to. Not because Moshe is forcing it to do that. And they would therefore see Moshe as being the messenger for Hashem to bring water from the rock. Whereas if Moshe hits the rock, it looks like it's his doing. And when Moshe hit the rock, and that's what brought the water, so Hashem said, now you're not going to bring Klaish onto Eretz Yisrael. Because it will look like you're the one doing the miracles. And Klaish will have to learn it's not Moshe. Moshe is the messenger. Really, the miracles come. And when Klaish will need something, it has to come from Hashem. And therefore, if they're going to go into Eretz Yisrael, they're going to have to learn to rely on Hashem to bring them into Eretz Yisrael. And if they've learned to rely on Moshe, then he can't be the one to do the job. And that same lesson is going to repeat itself in the time of Mashiach, which will come soon. When the Redeemer reveals himself, whoever Mashiach is going to be, there's going to be that same natural tendency. The people are going to look to him, Mashiach is here. Mashiach is redeeming us. Mashiach will save us. And that's repeating the same mistake that Israel made when Moshe first appeared. And therefore, there has to be a period where Mashiach is not successful. And he'll disappear again and the, story, and the Tzaras will continue. They'll maybe even intensify. And the point of that is that people will realize we can't rely on Mashiach. We have to rely on Hashem. Because it's the reliance on Hashem which brings the goal.
and when clients will relearn that lesson, then Mashiach can come back and do his job. As long as clients haven't learned that lesson, as long as they're relying on a person, the person isn't able to help them. A person's only an agent of Hashem. And Hashem only brings the Geulah when people rely on him. And we see in the parish also. Moshe goes to give a second message to the Jewish people. Veloy Shamuel Moshe didn't accept it from him. Moshe had lost, so to speak, the trust of the Jewish people. So Moshe goes back to Hashem and he says, Even the Jewish people don't listen to me. How's Paragon to listen to me? Hashem doesn't answer him. Hashem instructs him. The next passage is that Hashem says to Moshe, Vayetzavimu b'nei Yisrael, he gave them a command. And that's the answer. Klayashal didn't listen to you because they learned from what happened before. That when you went to Parah, didn't work. So they lost trust in Moshe. Parah didn't listen to you and you got away with it. He lost trust in Moshe. Now you're going back. Vayetzavim. Hashem is commanding you what to say. And now you're coming as Hashem's agent. It will work because people will learn to rely that Hashem is the one bringing out the God. Like Hashem said in the lesson before, as you're going to see, that it's Hashem is taking us out of Mitzrayim. And then when Klaish shall have that, sorry, that principle of the Muna clear, then Moshe has the ability to act as Hashem's agent to bring us out of Mitzrayim. And when we learn and remember that lesson again, and we're giving Moshech Be'ez Hashem soon, similarly, the ability to be Hashem's agent to take us out of Goddess.